Let me tell you how I'm getting my feet summer ready. Soft, sexy, and beautiful. I am using Babyfoot, the original foot peel. It's the number one selling foot peel in America with nearly 30 million sold worldwide. They offer a selection of DIY at-home treatment products that are quick and easy to use. And the foot peel is a professional grade product at a price that makes it affordable to a wide range of consumer. It has won many beauty awards over the years and the peels are made with 16 natural ingredients. The gentle process leaves skin undamaged while removing this dead skin to reveal the fresh, healthy layer beneath like a baby's foot. Baby foot qualifies as a clean product. They are also vegan, gluten-free, and cruelty-free. For my listeners, go to www.babyfoot.com and use promo code EMOTIONAL20 for an exclusive 20% discount. That's E-M-O-T-I-O-N-A-L-2-0. such a popular guest you're like 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 top top guest if this was myspace days you would be my like top five friend um in the podcast and in my Uh, life top eight oh top eight see this is how old i am i don't remember that that was like really intense though like i don't know if you remember we were talking about it because you know it was top eight if like your friend kicked you off the top eight you were like what did I do wrong like what is the problem like do you have an issue it was like a real housewife fight um so you will always be on my top eight top eight drama I think the stepsisters girls will always be top top tier friends um Eden completely agree I'm I I have so many things to talk about and I'm going to make this a really sweet, quick, fun episode for people. Because uh, you and I, we talk about this all the time. Like, we can talk for hours and hours and hours. On yeah. <laughs> um, but I want to get right into it. You have this amazing show that I saw, a one-woman show, called I Was on a Sitcom. I had no <laughs> idea what to expect. I went with, shout out to our other friend, Lyndon, Lyndon Smith from Stepsisters. Um, you know, she came with me. We were like, let's go, let's support. And we didn't know what to expect. I was peeing my pants, laughing. I was crying. I was so, like, I, there was a moment where I caught myself where my jaw was literally on the floor. I laughed so loud where it stopped your set and you go, I know that, 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 I know that laugh <laughs> and I know that she understands this joke because she's just as, like, crazy <laughs> as me. Um, and I felt heard and I felt seen and I love that. So, Eden, first of all, welcome back again to Emotional Support. You are so loved on the show. Can you just tell us what is I Was on a Sitcom and how did this come to fruition? Well, oh my God. Oh my God. Okay. Well, thank you for that incredible introduction. That was insane. Um, yeah. I no, am I'm, for hire. We are on strike, but I'm sure I can be hired yeah. like to do intros. <laughs> so I think that's okay inside. <laughs> I really cannot believe the timing, I will say, of yes. doing this show. I can't, but like, again, wow. like pro strike, 
So yes. And I'm like, I feel almost guilty for being able to be busy in another sure. creative way. Sure. I'm sort of like, oh my God, how I would have been losing my mind. I mean, yes. I would have been picketing every single day, yes. but like, I, it's just this like, holy moly, I, I'm doing the one thing. So yes. my husband is a writer. And so like, we're just like double on strike. Yes. Right yes. <laughs> it is a strike <laughs> household. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Big strike house. Big strike house. Um, but no. So yeah, thank you for having me. I love being on here. I love you. I love the show. Oh, um, but yeah, the show came about in the most bizarre, just like not, not traditional way. Yes. I, was out to drinks with my, in like December of 2022. Okay. I was out to drinks with my husband's writing partner. Her name's Angela, Angela Beavers. None of this would have, none of this would have happened without Angela. Yes, Angela. Yes, Angela. She took me out, got me, you know, a little tipsy. <laughs> and, Which and is a like, very rare occasion. And so like when that happens, like watch out world, like Eden is fun. <laughs> She's getting get wild. Truly, <laughs> I literally, I cannot remember the last time I was like, I remember when I when I did when I got tipsy there I was like I I think it's been maybe a year yeah. since I've gotten oh, like easily. yeah drunk in any sure. sort of capacity sure. I've never gotten I or not never gotten like I can't remember the last time I've actually been like drunk right but when I was tipsy I was like oh my god yeah it's been oh. it happens once every six months <laughs> yes yes and it and it hits fast <laughs> it hits fast yes. <laughs> um, so we went to a wine bar and we like you know had a few drinks and then she was like you need to do a one woman show. And in that moment, I was like, I do. Yeah. You're right. I have a lot to say. It feels like this is how I'm going to take ages. I just have so much to say. Sure. Like, I have so much to say. And then in all throughout January, February, uh, you know, busy children, whatever. And she was like, hey, we, we got to apply to Fringe. And I was like, like, of this August? Like, this year? She was like, yeah, we got to do it now. And I was like, oh, no, Angela. Oh, no, no, no. Like, I'm definitely on board with writing this one-woman show, but like, I'm not going to have a whole show ready by August. Like it's January. And can you explain to people what Fringe is? Oh, yes. So the Fringe Festival in Edinburgh, Scotland is like a big, there are Fringe Festivals all over the world, but like the one in Edinburgh is like the very biggest. It's um, huge. It's like before you, and if you do well there, it's like you're going to Broadway, you're going to the West End, like you're getting a TV show. Like it is huge. Yeah. It's a big thing. No pressure. Big deal. Yeah, no pressure. I will say I've gone in with very few now. I mean, I'm sort of jumping ahead, but like, and I'll get there, but I like, I, I've really um, uh, cut, like, I have no expectations for this. Yeah. I don't care. Like, I'm not going in expecting, uh, you know, getting a run on Broadway, getting sure. a Netflix show, getting a special, getting whatever. Obviously, that would be fantastic. Awesome. Right. But I'm trying to really because there are also so many shows. There are sure. literally three thousand shows at Fringe. Wow. That it's sort of like I'm gonna do my best, but I'm just gonna like perform the shit out of this show every night for a month, yeah. and that's gonna be like that's gonna be all it needs to be. Honestly, it's very therapeutic too. It really is. Yeah. Okay. So so January February, she's like apply to Fringe, and I'm like no, I don't even have a show. I have an idea of what right. the show is, but like I I don't have anything. And so she was like okay, but no. <laughs> and then in March, she was like, so have you applied? And I was like, Angela, it's March. Yeah. I can't have, I haven't even started writing this. I'm not gonna, like, I am gonna do it. Yeah. Blah, 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 like, I am gonna do it. I am gonna sure. do it, but I just don't have it ready now. And it's not gonna be ready by August. And she's like, apply. And I was like, fine, I'll apply with nothing. Like, can you even apply with no material? And I- 
fucking applied like with a log line and I got in and suddenly I was like, I have a choice right now. I can either reject this opportunity or say like, here I go. I'm going to have, it was March. And I was like, by August 2nd, I need to have a full, fully formed like show show. You're like, oh, I should write something more than just these 60 words or something that you need to submit. Like, oh, okay. Exactly. I should probably go with more than just the like, yeah, 15 second log line to read on a stage for a month. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) And I think having that deadline of like, and I feel like the people at my venue are going to listen to this and be like, are you fucking kidding me? (laughs) (laughs) What? (laughs) We never would (laughs) have... They're like, uh, that's, I guess you don't know how this works. Like people are like grueling over hours, but you know what? It's so true. If you didn't have that deadline, you never would have done it because you would have been like, you know what? I'll get to it. And then a month would have passed. And then something would have happened with one of, you know, the kids. And then you'd be like, oh, you know, it's not the right time. And then I, I find that for me personally, and I think, I think with actors, it's kind of true we work well under pressure. It's like why we do well in auditions. It's like why we do well, you know, oh my gosh, you have to move to Australia in two days for the next six months. You know, you're shooting a TV show. What? The the pressure almost drives you and gets you excited. It's, it's, it's a high that you have to chase and it's fun. Exactly. Yeah. And it's, I didn't realize this about myself that I really do. And the way you said it, I didn't even think about it like that. It is so true. I'm terrible. Like, prepare like preparing for auditions I'm like I'm like oh god I'm so bad I'm so bad I'm so bad I can't I'm never gonna do this and then I get in that room and it's like do or die and I fucking do yeah that's why I have the hardest time with self-tapes and like why I say like I'm not a self-taper and why I do not thrive in that world and I can't wait for the world to get back to normal because it is so hard for me I overthink things I review things over and over like I know that when you were doing your show you were recording it because you wanted to see like what works like what doesn't work but for me like there's no way in hell I could do it because I'd be like I'd watch and I'd be like nope none of it works you know what I mean like that is how I am I'm just like I'm so I'm just so hard and that that's why it's like I think that there's something so fun and exciting and almost sexy about being on a stage because it's like you're in the moment you're in the moment and like you feel off the audience and you like you you take their energy and however their energy is like you're going with it it's been crazy I've filmed every single night that I did in LA which I would just like to say that I did I sold out six shows in LA and like in like a week like you're like oh by the way I'm doing this like what it was really 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 it was like an honor. It was like very uh, validating. And yeah. I know that like, I don't need anyone's approval, whatever. But there is this element of like, you know, this isn't my diary. It's almost like, does anyone care? Yeah, exactly. And like at a certain point, if you're making something for an audience, it actually does matter kind of what the audience sure. thinks or it matters. Like like I, I, the biggest note that I kept getting was like, I kept undulating back and forth between like, my my director friend was like, <clears throat> not the director of the show, but just a director friend who was sort of giving me notes. She was like, you took out this one character. Why did you do that? Like you, it was so entertaining. And I was like, well, it's not really like relevant specifically to the show. And she's like, but it entertains me. Mm. And you want to entertain the audience. Right, right. You're like, I know that the other thing you wanted to say was like, and it was just, so it was just finding a balance between sure. actual, and I hopefully I did, that the show was like 100%. actually entertaining. 
Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm telling you, it was like a roller coaster ride because, and it was, and it was interesting because something that I did when I watched the show, you know, you can give like a quick synopsis of what it's about, but. Oh yeah, I should talk about the show. When I, no, but when I watched it, I be, I made sure to look at the audience and look at the different demographics of like, I'm not talking about like you know, specifics, but I mean, I was looking at like dads, right? Or like older dudes that were there in the audience. And I was like, do you get the funny jokes that are involved with like, my legs are spread and there's a baby coming out and like, you know, she's shooting out really fast and, you know, like she should win an award and, um, you know, like stuff like that (laughs) where I was like, are they finding that funny? Because I find this hilarious. And everyone found a moment or a beat that really was like so moving to them because it's relatable, you know? So I'll let you tell everyone what it's about, like the the gist of it. So it took a while. So I spent every single second of every single day just writing and trying to figure out what exactly I wanted to say. The show was so different at the beginning. It was Mm. way more about um, my, it's called called, I was on a sitcom. It was really about like my relationship to the show. It was really show centric. But then I was like, what do I actually want to say? I read Angela was like, everyone has a million one woman shows in them. What is this one? Cause yeah. you have so many things. Yeah. And right. Cause I really wanted to talk about my birth, my, like my, the whole, my pregnancy, my birth. And I was trying to find a way to like tie it together. And then I sat down and I just like meditated on, are they even connected? Yeah. Do I want two separate shows? What's the point? And I didn't even, like you saw, I didn't even have to shoehorn it in. I realized they are so intertwined. Like my identity as a mother and my identity as Sue and my identity being this person that acted, that grew up on screen are so fundamentally connected that I was like, here's my story. That was what was so mind blowing to me is, you know, I never watched the middle. I watched the middle like when I became friends with you and then I was like, oh my God, this is fun. But like, I, that was not, on my radar. But what was so cool about that was the audience, the people that that came to your show were diehard fans of the middle. And you could see that they found such laughter and such comedy in these moments where you were comparing yourself being like, am I Eden or am I Sue from the middle? Like, who am I? And when the doctors were comparing, like, I, you look so familiar. Are you the girl from Modern Family? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. that was, like <laughs> I saw the whole audience. They were all laughing because they were like, are you kidding me? Of course she's Sue from the middle. Like, you crazy person. You know? <laughs> and I was like, this is amazing because your life is so intertwined. And you know what's something that I thought, before I forget, because it's like on this this beat right here, Something that I thought was interesting that you didn't mention, but that I personally knew, which is another intertwined moment, is that, you know, you as well as I, we've talked about this many times, we live with bipolar one disorder. And, you know, that's like the the juxtaposition of like two people. It's like the yin and the yang and the Jekyll and Hyde, as people always say, right? It's not really like that, but it's it's that idea. And it's so funny to me how it's like, there's Eden and there's Sue, and then there's baby A and there's baby B. And, you know, the, the, you're an actress, you're also a mother. Like there's something about like two always follows you around and there's always the number two, like two things that are always following you around. And, you know, you didn't even have to mention the bipolar, but it's like, wow, I knew that. And it was such a, it was like, like a deep cut. You know what I mean? Like when you're like a super fan and you like know that deep cut and you're like, oh my God, like, wow. Like there's that layer to it too, which is which was so cool and so powerful, I think, just to, to know that. 
Yeah, uh, totally. I didn't even think about that, but it really is. That is the thing that I was realizing at least in two, like I thought it was just on one level. And then I realized the twin thing. So it makes sense on another level that there's just like this constant duality. Yeah. I'm surprised I'm not also a Gemini. (laughs) I I mean, you might be in your rising sign. We never know. You might be, you might be. (laughs) But, um, but yeah, I like, there is, it's just constantly struggling with like back and forth. And I would like to say, again, I only have 55 minutes to like say my, like speak my whole story. Which is a, a short time. It's short. It is short, short, short. And the show kept timing out to like 90 minutes. And I was like, fringe, they will literally turn the lights on on you. <laughs> like they will wow. like kick you out. We got another show. And so like it actually has been timing out to exactly 60 minutes, which is fine. I have a 60 minute slot, but without all the laughs, it turns out to like 48 minutes, right. which is crazy. But my point with all that is that the show was timing out for 90 minutes. And I was like, I had all this material. I was like all over the place with what I wanted to say. Yeah. And the whole... Like, I don't want to ruin, but I guess I, it doesn't, I talk about postpartum and I talk about postpartum, like depression. And I had a whole section about being like experiencing postpartum depression and having bipolar disorder. Wow. And I realized the more I like kind of workshopped it and I showed it to people, especially moms, moms with no, like no mental illness or no, they were totally just like fine, not even normally like anxious people. They found that just the parts that I was talking about just with like kind of almost generic or not generic, they're specific, but like oh, but yeah. very general feelings for all people after they give birth, they were like, I that I felt that, or like, I know that, that I don't know if that resonates with me. And I realized like, not just cut for time, but it's sort of almost, again, maybe I'll write another one woman show specifically about struggling like that story with my yeah. life. But I realized like it actually wasn't as relevant as I thought it wasn't important. The important thing was like talking about like it, it, it was so much more uh, universal than I thought. Yeah. It had very, not very little to do with my, actually, I think so to some degree, it had little to do with me. A hundred percent. And I have to say that, you know, even though I live with bipolar disorder, I was moved more about the postpartum than it would be talking about bipolar because honestly, there's something about, you know, I'll use the example of like Sturgis, right? My husband he experienced me going through postpartum anxiety and these irrational fears and these irrational thoughts where I never had the depression side of it, but I had these this anxiety of constantly thinking, no, I mean, and I still have it and I'm now she's over a year old where like, I won't let people push her on a stroller without me doing it. Like I won't allow that because I'm like, no, like the worst thing could happen. You know what I mean? Like I still live with that fear. Like if I don't do X, Y, and Z, like something bad is going to happen. And I think that that's an irrational fear and and it's all part of like postpartum where dads can kind of understand that and parents can understand that and siblings understand that and grandparents understand it because they've seen these baby blues as, you know, maybe women don't even have the severe postpartum depression, but they experience the baby blues, you know, of like, why am I not yeah. bonding with my child, you know, right away? Like, why do I, why yeah. don't I feel happy, you know? Um, and I think that that is so powerful when you put that in your show. It was moving even for friends who we were, who were there who didn't experience postpartum depression still felt that, that oh, God, I, I, I know enough about that. You know, it's more universal. Yeah. So I think it was a very 
strong choice. It was a very positive and powerful choice that you did that. Totally good. I appreciate it. I like, I'm glad that it wasn't, you didn't feel like, oh, why didn't you? Or like it felt absent or I I wasn't trying to hide anything. It was just like, you know what? This isn't this story. Sure. This is another story. There's certain beats that work and certain don't. And that's comedy too, right? It's like you could think that something is the funniest thing in the world and then you perform it for a stage or for an audience or a sitcom and they're like, eh, it doesn't land the joke. And you're like, what? Like you can't be married to a storyline and you can't be married to certain jokes. You have to like let the audience like figure out like what works. It is crazy, I will say. So having like taped it every single night and watching it back, what lands per night like what which audience resonates with what it was so unexpected with what there were certain jokes that I was like oh my god I this got a huge laugh the night before and it is dead silent it is like crickets tonight yeah and it's just like okay but there is there's one joke I will say that lands every single night across the board and I had no idea it was going to be funny I like don't want to spoil it no 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 you have to tell me afterwards I'll, I'll tell you I'll tell you afterwards, but I couldn't believe, but there is one also that I love and I'm not taking it out. It never, it has not ever once gotten a huge laugh. Is this the candle one that you were concerned about? Yes. Yes, because I mean, that was the funny, but that's an exact point of like, not to say what the joke is, but it has to do with the candle. And afterwards, when we were talking to you, you were like, I don't understand. Like, I think it's the funniest thing. And I was like, yeah, it's funny. Like, you know, and you're like, no, no, but it's like really funny. And I was like, yes, to you, it's really funny because these inside jokes are super, but, but that's like an audition, right? I mean, like you could think that you are nailing it and you got the character and you go in there and you're like, you're not going to give this one laugh. Like I have. Yeah. everyone laughing in my household you know and it's just like some things just a different audience you know no. different jokes different folks you know what I mean or different folks different really? jokes same jokes different folks you know I don't know we'll Whatever. get there like but that. you know yeah. what I mean you know what I mean but I but yeah. I totally I totally I get that what is something yeah. that in the show without spoiling so you don't have to like get into specifics but what moment yeah. were you like when you wrote this you were like I need to say this like this is something that needs to be heard and that's so important to me that I want to share my story with well I will say the show has changed so much like formatting like the having act one and act three have gone through 85,000 iterations something that has actually literally since almost day one like in March when I was just like doing I have like a 40 page brain vomit document that's just like absolute nonsense yeah yeah yeah, you're like (laughs) like I was, but I was like just writing out what I wanted to say. Something that is almost verbatim from the beginning is that middle, the birth sequence. Mm. I have just wanted, I just want to talk about it. I just wanted to lay it out. It's like, it gets really into the weeds, but I, for some reason, it just felt important to me to be like, this is what it is like. I need everyone. I would like for people to know because there are, it, mine obviously was like, nuts right but every single mom who has seen it has had at least one moment from each from one moment they're like yes that's right oh my god I relate oh my god that's exactly what happened to me and like my friend even came up to me and again like there hasn't been one mom of twins in the audience wow and it doesn't matter no no it's like I feel like it's so crucial to the story that like twins is such an important part but actually it's really not Mm -mm. there's like like I don't want to Again, I don't know if this is a spoiler. I don't know. Like I've talked about it, but basically my friend who's had, who had a C-section was like, 
you know what? I think I do already talk about it. I, I well, talk we talked about it on the podcast too. Yeah, that's true. She was like, the way you described having a C-section and having an emergency C-section, the way you described like the room, I was like triggered, honestly. <laughs> they were like, it is so perfect. Honestly, yes. Yes, and I was, and, and for me, there was a moment where you talk about like how you're looking at a screen and you see a hand on the ultrasound and you're like, where's this hand coming from? Because that happened to me, right? Like when I was bleeding, yeah. like I, I looked on the ultrasound and that's how I knew that someone's hand was up my hoo-ha. And yeah. I was like, oh, whoa. And I'm like, oh my God, I've never heard someone else talk about it before. And just, yeah. just you know, I have to say, like I... I think because I desperately, 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 all I want to do is direct sitcoms and that's all I want to do in my life is and get there eventually and I I, I will do it one day. Um, yeah. That I see things in like that way, right? I see things. But there are this, I was peeing my pants by the absurdity, the absolute absurdity of like, they put your legs up, they strap them in, they're putting things up. Just the movement of like you looking back and forth and you playing the doctor and then you playing yourself. I was peeing my pants because I was like, this is truly like how I would watch a sitcom. Like this, this that's a, that moment right there. It felt like that old school, um, you know, like a Will and Grace fun moment. You know what I mean? Where the beats were just there, you know? And, and I don't know, it was just, it was so brilliant and it was so great and I absolutely, loved it the best moment was something that I related to which I don't think a lot of people can relate to but when the nurse um remembered you from the middle and you got like special treatment because of that and oh Sue oh Sue you know all the stuff and there was a moment when I was on Pitocin after I'd given birth because they were trying to like push the uterus back up. I was in so much pain. They wouldn't give me pain pills. No one was available. And this nurse goes, oh my gosh, you are my um, favorite girlfriend of Raj's. And I had tears streaming down my eyes at this point because I was in so much pain. And I'm like, what? Who? You know, I'm like, who the? And then she's like, you know, Big Bang, you're Claire. And I was like, like, I'm a big fan. I'm like, what? I'm like, I was not on that show enough to know that to a to be a big fan and b like am I in an alternate universe because thank you so much like I love this validation right now thank you so much like I was like obsessed with it at the same time and so when you said that moment and you're talking about like how people recognized you and they were like Sue's not old enough to have a baby or whatever it was like I just was laughing so hard because I'm like people would not believe it. They would not believe the way that people are treated in doctors. Yeah. And I'm like, can you imagine if you're like, I don't know, like Margot Robbie or something and you're giving birth or something, like how crazy it is. But you're also very specific. It would be different because you're specifically a character and that that has grown up on TV. I think that's exactly the key. That's exactly what I like. If you're also, if you're talking about like something I needed to say, this was what I, I and I learned this while writing it. It's not the same as being a movie. Yeah. It's literally, it's like actually, because we've seen, obviously, but we've seen that. We know, I feel like we know that journey and it's absolutely, it is like, oof, that is a plight. That is, but that's not my journey. If you're Margot Robbie and you're giving, yeah, you're giving birth, that is a crazy story for someone to be like, hey, I'm a big fan while, you know, they have their hand in your vagina. But like, it's a very different thing for someone to literally call you a different name because I think when you told me that they said like she's what she said to you was like oh Raj should have stayed with you yes Raj should have stayed with you yeah 
when they literally it's not like so it's it's not the, it's not the same as saying i'm a fan it's saying i think in that moment i think you're not you and that's fucking nuts. I can't see you as you. Like, I only see you as this character who should have, like, I'm like, uh, I, this is not Raj's baby that I'm giving birth to right now. <laughs> right, right. It really this is, is someone like, else's. Yeah. <laughs> He's right there. Sturgis is yeah. like, who? Who? Who's Raj? But, I, but mm -hmm. it's so true. And I think that everything that you portray in the show is so honest and it's so real and it's still so funny. I love that you talk about your husband so much and you, he was in the audience in the front row and you were like looking at him and I was like, Oh my God, I love this moment right now because I remember <laughs> yeah. when you guys were first dating and it was just like so cute. And I, I just, it is crazy that we really were both around for like the very, we both have children with the people that we were like, yeah, we don't know. Like we're thinking of, we're, we're dating this person. We're dating and like time. it's fun but like who knows what yeah. the next step is and it's like here we yeah. are like talking about birth stories so what yeah. is something that you are the most excited about and something that you are the most like fearful of I would say like going to Edinburgh well there are like a handful of things there are like some logistical things that I'm scared of there was something that I was scared of like performance wise that I feel like I have been that fear has been alleviated from doing these previews here where I was just like so scared because I don't it's not like fully about my like fully experience of being on the middle and it's not like I mean it is fully about me but I I was scared I was going to basically like alienate fans of the show who wanted more Sue I was yeah. definitely scared like well they're not going to get what they want and then there'll be people who have never seen the middle who are, would be lost and confused. Right. And I tried to like walk the line or I tried to balance like, if oh, you've I never seen did. the show, this show is still for you. Let me explain to you. Let me set it up at the beginning. And hopefully I do an okay job of being like, oh, yeah. really painting the, setting the stage of like, here's this character I played. It doesn't matter if you've seen it or not. Here's what she was like. Here's how she's perceived. Sure. Here's the show. And now I'm going to talk about something else or whatever. And you're going to have that context. And I feel like, people like the fans that have come up to me I was really expecting them to be like yeah eek like yikes I didn't expect didn't really want to know all of that personal stuff and they've all been just like I'm so glad that I know this part of you now Aww. oh my god like I'm so, I feel so much more connected sure. like this is I'm so glad and so that's been nice and people who have never seen the show were like what a great show <laughs> yeah. and so I'm not thank god like I'm not really worried about that anymore I um I am worried that no one's going to come. Everyone's going to come. I have a lot. I don't know. I know a lot more people in LA than in Scotland. But you know what? The thing, the, I think the thing that I, I will let you like live with this is that everyone is going there with no, with the same fear. You know what I mean? Because no one knows anyone in Scotland. That's true. So like, that's yeah. what you have to remember. Like you guys are all yeah. gonna go in there. Everyone's like a playing, like even playing field. And you know, people just wanna see theater, you know? And so like, yeah. and I think that honestly, the name is so catchy in itself. Like I was on a sitcom, like people are gonna be like, wait, what? Like, what's this about? Like, this is so cool. It's enough to like draw you in. I would not be, I, I, I want to alleviate your fear because you're so incredible. Like people are going to come see it just because you're so awesome and people love you and you're so fucking funny. Thanks Al. Thank you. And okay. So I will say something I'm, I'm really excited for is on like on the flip side, I, like I'm actually really excited just to do it. I'm yes. so excited to have, to do it every single night for a month. Yes. Like I'm just 
It's going to be grueling. It's going to be amazing. And I'm excited. I'm going with my whole family and my mom. So like there's a whole, I didn't realize there's a whole children's fringe like during the day. What? That's so cute. Yeah, there's all these, it's so amazing. There are apparently like all these, you know, children's shows and like children's, the program are children, like there's stuff in the park. And so like, I'm so excited for my kids to like really have this amazing experience yep. and who knows if they'll remember it, but they'll be able to say forever. Like, wow, I spent six weeks in the UK. I spent a month in Scotland when I was two. Well, and you know what, even uh, if they don't physically remember it, like, I mean, mentally like remember it, they're going to remember the feeling of like learning and seeing things and hearing things like it's just the, they're, they're going to remember those emotions. Like that's super important. And I think that that's yeah. the coolest thing. I'm a firm believer because my parents did it. If like, traveling with your kids and like having them experience and people will be like oh but they don't remember but you know what like I may not remember like going to Italy at one years old but I remember like yeah. the feeling of like being excited and like loving to travel and wanting to be in adventures and it's an adventure and totally. it's so fun so I asked um some some of your fans some questions so I'm going to do some rapid fire questions okay I'm going to do a simple one first cats or dogs oh dogs okay dogs What's been the most challenging aspect on performing for an improv comedy show live? I mean, not know, just not knowing what people are going to laugh at. Literally, the challenging part is like not knowing where to pause. Mm. There's certain ones that are like universal pauses, but it's almost it is so vulnerable having a pause and having silence. You're like, <laughs> like needing Hi. to, like, oh, I need to move on. <laughs> Or, and then it's also challenging. It's like, or, and then it's also kind of nerve wracking where I don't pause and then there's a huge laugh or something. And then I'm like, wait, did they just miss the next line? Should I have paused? Let me pause now. Should, I, should go I go back? back? Yeah. yeah. That's always really like, oh my God, do I start over? Like, what should I do? Totally get that. Yeah. It says, will this show be available on YouTube or Instagram? I think so. Okay. Uh, eventually. Yes. Cool. Um, then someone said nude and we're not going to respond to that one. <laughs> I'm never nude, so no. <laughs> How do you honor your womanhood while still playing people younger than you? Interesting. Well, I think at this point, I, um, I mean, I don't know. You can, I think honoring your own womanhood is like, you do that in your daily life. Yeah. I don't think, like I was once young. And so sure. I think it's not a, a crime to like play younger. I also bring a little bit of like, maturity I think I bring a little bit of wisdom to yeah. the characters I play younger yeah. just knowing what that's like because I'm not currently going through it sure. and I feel much more mature and like comfortable in my own body and so like I can go into that place without having it be like actually yeah. anxiety right. inducing but now like I'm 31 I'm not going out for like high school kids anymore no. <laughs> like I'm not even going for college but like I'd want to I'm still okay with it I don't yeah. know. I want to be youthful again. <laughs> oh, no. You said you want to? Oh, no. No, 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 no. No, I think it would, no. You know what would be really fun? It would be fun to do like a stepsisters, like part two reunion or something. Like, like them in their junior year or senior year. But that's about as far as it could go. Because honestly, then I, especially it's like, who do they have us being in relationships with? If they're like 17 years old, you're like, oh, honey, let me tell you, let me tell you a story about, about the time that I was 17. You know what I mean? Like, not so cute. Um, <laughs> and my last question for you will be, someone said that they were there at the show that I was at um, and oh. saw saw us there. And will the middle have a reunion show? I don't know. That's up to Warner Brothers and ABC. Yeah, after the strike. We ever work again. If we ever work if they again. Can come to the deal. 
Um, I'm going to ask yeah. this question because it's kind of like for the show in the sense of, do you ever get annoyed when people only think of you as Sue Heck and not Eden? So funny. I honestly only, I kind of don't want to answer that because I want to say, come see the show and find out. Come see the show and come, come find out like yeah. what the truth is behind that. Um, yeah. Eden, I'm going to ask you also my favorite question that I ask everyone and things may have changed, but what is your current emotional support? Still my husband. I would say my kids, I would say my kids, yeah. but you know what? I don't think, I don't think they are. I literally, I've been waiting for the day when I'm like my children, yeah. but I actually realized they are my emotional, like they bring me light and joy yeah. and also lots of frustration, <laughs> and like exhaustion. Yeah. But they actually, it's, it's my husband. My husband and I are there for each other. Yeah. We, I feel like we lift each other up. We like. You're so solid and you are, yeah. you're like your baby's emotional support, you know, yeah, and you exactly. have to be there for each other to make sure that you have that like rock and, and oh my, and, and we have to thank Angela for, for forcing you to do the show. So once again, shout out to Angela. I don't know, Angela, like I'm like speaking as if I Angela. Yeah. Shout out to Angela. No, no, no. Well, now you, I mean, now she's I am. a crazy person. I like, love I love, she's going to listen to this. She's going to be like, hey. <laughs> she's not. She knows she's out of her mind. <laughs> um, no, she's amazing. Also, she has a show. She has a show at Fringe. It's called How to, How to Write a Eulogy That Kills. You should see that also. It's lovely. Incredible. Oh, my gosh. Well, I, I really, I'm, I'm praying and hoping that you put this out on YouTube or some sort of, yeah. you know, streamer at Post Strike um, that everyone <laughs> can see this because it's so fun. And for those who are in the, you know, UK or are going to be traveling, because a lot of people wrote me from Norway, Scotland, UK, like a lot of people actually did write um, with questions that were a little too inappropriate to ask, but um, that I want to make sure they know how can they come and see the Fringe Fest. And in the UK, you're, you're doing it in London as well. I am doing a show um, at the Bill Murray Comedy Club so in cool. London yeah, on July, on the 24th of July at 10.45 p.m. I know it's really late. But Fun though, wild. Yeah. Um, so look that up. Buy, please buy a ticket there if you're in London. And then I will be in Scotland. I will be in Edinburgh from August second um, to the twenty eighth. I will be at um, the Teviot Theater. Is the Gilded Balloon the Teviot? I will okay. be in the turret, but it doesn't matter. The Teviot. Um, I am performing at eight twenty p.m. You can go, you can search it on the Gilded Balloon website or at Fringe, any of that. Um, I'm just, I'm not performing the 15th, or the, yeah, the 14th and 15th, okay. but that'll go. Just go to the, the Fringe website. I'll put all the websites at the bottom of the show notes. So if you're listening right now and you're driving in your car or you're on the train or whatever, look at the show notes, click the that thing. It'll take you right to um, how to get a hold and follow Eden as well on social media because yeah. you've been posting about it too and some some cool like behind the scenes stuff. And if you do come and you do like it, it very much helps a lot. If like you post about it, if you yeah. want to put like, I will repost anyone's whatever thing about it. Oh my gosh. And Eden is a doll to talk to. She talks to everyone and 
she she wants to hear stories. So, you know, just share your stories. Tell her that she's beautiful and she's fabulous and she's the best mom in the world because she is. I love you so much, Eden. I'm so excited. I'm so proud of you. I wish that I was coming to Scotland to see this, but Nick has to record it so then he can send it to us. Um, And make sure that you don't make any jokes about other people being crazy in the audience. Just leave that just for me. You know what I mean? With the laugh (laughs) um, because it made me feel special. So I hope you don't do that for every show. I've never done that. I had I had never done that at any other show, and I actually hadn't uh, after. Oh, good, good. So someone wooed. Someone went woo at Fraternal Twins, oh. and I like called them out. Oh, and I was like, uh, okay. <laughs> but no, I've never I've never heard some. I've never singled anyone's laugh out before. Yours was so. I was like, you're getting it. You're I was like, like I hear she gets Al. The joke. She gets the joke. I hear Al. Oh my God. Thank you.